Welcome to Sales Explosion with your host, Jenny Cartwright. Don't get hung up, telesales work. This is SME Radio, powered by Eagle Waves Radio and broadcasting from Vivo Cafe, Sydney. Welcome to SME Radio. You're listening to Sales Explosion by Jenny Cartwright, our expert in sales and telesales solutions. And of course, for any information on Jenny Cartwright, our SME Radio expert, go to telesalestraining.com.au. Hi, Jenny, and welcome. Hi, Angela. Now, of course, you're our resident sales explosion expert, and you're the um, go-to person on sales and marketing skills for small business. And we've discussed on other episodes the need for small business owners to really get that fine-tuned skill in the telesales and sales world and that that's our edge over big business because you know after all the bigger the company the less of the care factor and small business is motivated to really grab that phone and convert those sales so I know that you do a lot of mentoring and coaching too Um, when you approach the small businesses do you find that they are more hungry than the big end of town Oh, absolutely. There's um, small business people, uh, usually people who want to achieve in business and they uh, they want to get ahead and they learn. I mean, I know myself, I'm small business, so I've been learning. I've taken every opportunity possible to go to every seminar on sales and marketing in the past 20 years. So I've got a, a lot of knowledge and I've implemented a lot of things. There's still a lot more things I could implement. But, um, you know, I've, I have been on a learning curve and I think if you're hungry to learn, you will achieve. Well, you never have all the answers to sales um, and not every uh, single process works every single time. But I know that you've spoken before about how important it is to build rapport with the person that you're speaking to on the phone and, and not be automated have that energy and kick it up a gear so that you other person on the other end really feels like they're talking to a human being who cares that's right I mean sales is actually about having a conversation with someone not pushing stuff at them um, like we do with emails which is the topic that we're going to be talking about today that's right and do you think I mean Jenny do you think that most of us we hide behind email too much instead of actually picking up the phone and having a conversation are we scared Yes, I think that's what's happening these days. We're using the phone to text and email far too much and we're not actually building relationships with people. I mean, you, well, we all know that you can go to a cafe, you can watch most of the people, instead of talking to the people at the table, they're actually replying to an email or a Facebook um, thing or, or that's what they're doing. Um, and they, I think people have got to be aware that if they want to build relationships, they actually have to pick up a phone. So what I see when I go into companies now, is a lot of people just send an email to the person next door to them. I mean, they could just go round and, and, and say something far quicker than doing an email. It's, in- it's incredibly annoying um, to think that there is, you know, half a metre of space between two work colleagues <laughs> and, and a whole set of um, NBN data cabling that um, actually separates them. That's right. I mean, I don't know about you, but I get 150 emails in my inbox a day. and I try not to think of how many are sitting in my inbox. So many of them don't get read because if it's a promotional email, they don't get read. And so it's got to be a really good copywriter that gets that message through that I open, that I actually open it. 
there are things that come through and I think, well, that will be interesting to read, but I have to read what's important to me on that day. So a lot of emails get lost and a lot of time is spent writing those emails that never get looked at. So it's almost like uh, a business is ticking a box by saying, well, I've emailed 100 customers and nobody's called me back, therefore emails don't work. That's exactly right. So So no one's going to call you back now. You have to be proactive in sales and call them. I call it being like a dog with a bone. Well, I actually get annoyed when I read those generalised email sales attempts and they send you an email saying that they do all these fabulous things and they look forward to talking to you if you're interested. And then two days later, I get another email from them saying, you haven't replied to my email. Oh, wow, really? And I'm like, delete. <laughs> You're right. And I'm not going to. No, that's So right. it's almost accusing me of not jumping into the conversation online in an email with a person I've never met to do business with a company I know nothing about. Absolutely. So, so what you're saying is that don't hide behind the email. Jump out in front of it. Pick up the phone. Have a conversation with the other person, develop the relationship and sell something. That's right. So rather than selling, just sending an email out about your product, um, phone first to, to interest the person in that. Entice. And then offer to send some further information for them. It's much more likely to be read if you interested them on the phone first. It's a little bit of a romance situation, isn't it? That's right. You can't just jump straight to a first date. You might have to actually make some contact first. That's exactly right. So sales skills are life skills. But you're not excluding email from the marketing mix? Oh, oh, certainly not. Email is very, very important. And and there are certain mistakes that, uh, that people make on a regular basis. For example, we have a spell check. Every person in a company should use spell check before sending an email. Spelling and grammar is so important because it's all about that first good impression again. And um, if you've got an email full of full of uh, spelling mistakes, it shows you don't care yeah. that that email was sent correctly. And so you, am I going to do business with that person? No, and you suddenly go into teacher judge mode, don't you? Because you look at an email and go, oh, they can't spell. That's right. So if you, want to, um, if you want to send an email to promote your product, and a lot of people go, blah, 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 we've got this, 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 and this, and this, hope you'd like to buy. Well, I'm not in the slightest bit interested in what you have. I want to know what you have as a benefit for me. How is this going to benefit me? I don't want to know about all the features of the product or service. I want to know how it's going to benefit me. So if you're going to send a sales email, which is selling something, it's really important to study sales copywriting. Because if you're not, or get a sales copywriter to write your emails if you're doing a promotional email. Because no one's going to look at an email which is just blah, 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 features, 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 features uh, about you. They want to know what it does for them. It's it's similar to a press release in some ways, isn't it? If you don't entice and sort of excite the journal at the other end of that press release within the first few lines yeah. they're, they're not going to read the 15 pages that come with it then that's a good that's a good analogy so if you want your email to be read put what action you want taken on this email at the top of the email or even in the subject line reply needed today so you you really get the person's attention 
so we you know you might have a whole long email and you put your call to action at the end but we want the call to action at the beginning uh, to know what how this email needs to be responded so really make sure that your subject line is interesting and creates curiosity and then we want to know what action is required right at the at the top of the email and then talk about the benefits to the person that you're talking to in the email the email mustn't have too long paragraphs we've got to have short paragraphs so that no one wants to read a whole great lot lot of text they don't want a war and peace novel in the (laughs) in the email and if you are promoting something don't put an attachment on the email so many people say, I thought you might be interested in this and put an attachment with a brochure. No one's got time to open your brochure anymore. It's another step, isn't it? You're, you're asking this person who doesn't even know you to have another step. Put it in the content of the email if you have a brochure. Um, make sure you don't put too many people who are copied into an email because no one knows who's supposed to take action on it. Yes, or you know, you're just trying to cover yourself. People by people stumble on the CC or the two, <laughs> and where it's supposed to go, and it's it's sometimes just another again another box that's ticked by an employee somewhere saying I've done it. Yeah, look at ev- look look everyone, I've done it. That's right. So really, um, look at how this email works. So pick up a phone first, then send the email, and then follow up. And in your email. You always say at the bottom, or you should do, I will give you a call in three days' time to verify whether, um, to, to see how we can help you further. So tell the person that you're going to call them um, three days later. So they're, they're expecting your call, and that also makes them read the email because uh, they know if you're going to call that they must have read the email. So I know so that, I know, Jenny, before we've talked and you've said, don't ring someone up and say, did you get my email? I know. You, you, you don't like the structure of that question, do you? No, we always ask, always in a phone call, you ask an open-ended question to start a conversation. So, um, what, did you, what did you think of the information I sent you on, blah, blah, last week? Um, had, what specifically was of interest to you? And get into a conversation. And, and follow it up that way. So, it's really important with first impressions to not rely on a cold email per se without having had some contact before. So ring someone, talk to them, develop that relationship, send them an email as part of the follow-up to that conversation because we're relying on, on text these days and, and not even you know, human contact and that's not going to help your sales and telesales marketing strategy. That's right. And go on a few sales copywriting courses so that you know how to write something that will sell. That will grab their attention and, and don't forget your spell check and your grammar because first impressions count. That's right. <laughs> this is You're listening to Jenny Cartwright from Sales Explosion. Get back to us soon. SME Radio is backed by the power of the SME Association and its 30,000 strong national membership. For more information on the association and to become a member, please go to www.smea.org.au. Thanks for
for listening to SME Radio. This is a shameless plug for an advertiser, sponsor or partner. If you want your business name here and to reach our more than 33,000 members right across Australia, then give us a call. You can reach us via the website smeradio.com.au. Thanks for listening. Welcome to SME Radio. You're listening to Sales Explosion with our resident expert, Jenny Cartwright, Sales and Telesales Solutions. Now, Jenny is presenting a series for SME Radio and our small business experts on essential sales and marketing skills for our small business owners. And she's really looking forward to sharing all her tips and secrets on how to increase your business by paying attention to your sales and telesales skills. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Hi, Angela. Now, email... Email keeps coming up time and time again. How do we use it? What do we do with it? Are there other methods to combine with emails to increase our sales, to close the deal, to follow up, to develop relationships? It seems that email is just not being taken advantage of as it should as being part of your marketing mix. So what can we do to combine our email methods with other marketing methods and reach those sales well Angela you will know from previous episodes that I've always said you'd pick up a phone first so if you think of the rule pick up a phone before you send an email and then a lot of people say to me well we can't reach people that's why we send emails okay the only time you're allowed to send an email without reaching without reaching them by phone first is is when you can't get through that gatekeeper and you've got an email to send them something then you can, you'd have to do that. So you can combine email and phone. If you've had an appointment with someone, you must follow it up and you'd follow it up with an email to reinforce what you discussed. And then after that email, um, you would, well, on that email, you'd actually put the next step, the next call to action, what, they, what they're going to do to further doing business with you. It's so, so true though, many of us go to networking events or we connect with people and we have those, you know, heated, hot discussions in 30 or 40 seconds. Like, I really like that person. You get their business card and then you don't follow up. That's exactly right. And it's lost opportunities. Yeah. And I said in the last session that when you're promoting something, if you don't want your email to not be read and, and it's, it gets missed, then make sure you've got a really, really curious headline that makes it get opened. And then, but it's always better to ring someone to tell them that the email is coming, and then tell them that you'll give them a call in three days later. Three days later to discuss it further. Now, why three emails? days? Why three days, Jenny? Because you've talked about that before. You you've said that three days is a is a good amount of time. Because hopefully you're not writing too long an email. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about writing short emails, and that, and and what you know, emails are like. You think of them as calls to action. Yep. You've got to get a call to action at the end of your email and at the beginning so they know what, so the person knows what they're expected to do. So the person needs to know that they're expected to have read that email before you ring again to follow up. So, um, so they've got homework. They've got homework. They've got homework. But, you know, it's all about building that relationship again. Don't just thrust something in someone's face. Build a rapport by giving them a call first, tell them it's coming and follow up after. Now, one of the things that's really, really that, that could be done better is people try to connect with people on LinkedIn. 
Um, they usually send the standard request, I'd like to connect with you on LinkedIn. What well, does that build rapport? It's like, I'd like to go to bed with you on the dance floor. It's like, we don't, we want to Which can work occasionally, Jenny. <laughs> can it? It can work occasionally. Sometimes that's that's. I fine. haven't had that experience. That's fine. <laughs> However, um, no, you're, you're quite right. You get that generic uh, contact from LinkedIn and then sometimes two or three days later you get an email that says, we're connected on LinkedIn. Oh, yes, that's right. We're So what? <laughs> now we're friends on LinkedIn. Guess what I want to sell you now? Well, the prospect hasn't got the faintest idea why you want to connect. If you just say, I'd like to connect with you on LinkedIn, you have the faintest idea why. So I always recommend you make it more personal and give a reason to create curiosity and interest with the prospect. Just writing, I'd like to connect with you on LinkedIn requires the prospect to look up who you are and take time out of your busy day. Make it easy for them and write an email like you write a script for a cold call. That means you've got to flatter the prospect with something you know about them. Like, I read your article in the Sydney Morning Herald yesterday and noticed you're moving to Melbourne soon. Or, how can you help them personally? You could say something like, we can offer you a reliable removal service between Sydney and Melbourne. But what sets us apart is, and you tell them what sets you apart from other companies who could do that very same thing. You've got to tell them what what they're going to get from you that no one else offers. So when you so try and find out something about someone and, and make a comment on it so that they know that you've taken interest in them. You don't expect them to go and look up you. You tell them that you've noticed something from their website or something from their LinkedIn page to get into a conversation. So Well I often do that with sales reps when they ring me and they want to try and sell me something and I want to make an appointment and come and see you and my first question is why? Exactly. People want to know why you want to to connect with them. So you can email your Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter contacts contacts to take the relationship further, create a good reason to call them um, by phone. So you could say something like, hi, we're connected on LinkedIn or Facebook. I believe I can help you get better promotion online from looking at your page. I'd love to make a phone appointment with you. Um, How about 3 3 p.m. on Wednesday the 10th of September? Or you could say, we're connected on Facebook. I'd love to have a cup of coffee with you to discuss some ideas about how you could be um, adding a picture to your web page or if if you're doing websites or... I'd love to have a copy, cup of coffee with you to discuss some ideas about how you could be getting more sales. Well, I had um, recently American Express uh, contacted us to um, make an appointment to come and see us to sell us something, and I said no. In the next day, I got a Ferrari car, a little radio-controlled Ferrari car delivered with a note. Um, when we have our meeting, I'll bring the batteries. <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. I like that. So that was, I thought that was really cool and I didn't want to meet them, but I met them anyway because it was just so cool of how they tried to set up this meet because it's very hard to, for me to say yes to any meeting these days. I'm yeah. a little bit choosy and um, he, he got the meet. My niece got the batteries to the car and everybody was happy. Oh, awesome. I love that. So <laughs> it's, it's about a personal touch, isn't it? And, yeah. and making the email enticing yes. to follow up. Yeah. 
so you know you can you could even say you know I thought you might be interested in hearing about how another company like yours was able to get a thousand new customers in a week and and offer that data yeah and give them some information so give them something before you ask for something it's always the best way to do it. Well people's time is so precious that in order for them to make space in their day for you whether it's on the phone or face to face they're going to want to know what's in it for them. That's exactly right. So you have to feed that beast otherwise you can't take it to the next level and you know so many the the best salespeople persist one way or another they persist to make sure they have that contact if they believe in what they've got their product or their company and that it, it can make a difference to someone else they'll try a little bit harder consistently and eventually they will break through. I've, I've got some suppliers that I've been doing business, business with for, for more than 10 years and that's because they really tried. They yeah. really, really tried and they did change my business. But at first I wasn't open to it, but they were persistent on the phone, met every hurdle that I put in front of them. You, you can't, it's not always going to happen overnight or on the first call. That's right. And when you say persistence, it's absolutely right. Most people give up on the, on the first first no on the first cold email with no contact (laughs) i um i i call up to five times till i accept the no (laughs) you've got to remember that people don't always want to buy now anyway and you they, they don't buy for your reasons they buy for theirs so when you we've talked about here today jenny combining email with other um other marketing methods to to create that success but as you've said pick up the phone first it's your it's one of your golden rules pick up the phone to establish the relationship if you have trouble getting through the gatekeeper fine send the email but follow that up as well that's one of your other golden rules and make sure that when you do connect with people that you follow up an appointment or a meeting with an email and put the outcome in there so you want to achieve something and take it to the next level whichever way you're reaching out to those customers that's right convert convert and persist and by all means do social media but make sure that the it's not just as a Kurt I want to connect with you (laughs) so if if you also want to have a sales explosion then make sure you listen to Jenny Cartwright and her tips and tricks for success that's SME radio thanks this is SME radio powered by Eagle Ways Radio and broadcasting from Vivo Cafe, Sydney. Want to reach more small business owners? We can help. Advertise with us and connect with more than 30,000 SMEs across Australia. smeradio.com.au